Everybody, Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you on the beautiful fall day here in Central Oregon out the north facing window of the shop. Blue sky, we refer to these days as bluebird days because the sky is absolutely brilliant. Um, it's about 40 degrees outside, kind of windy, so it's cold. Um, but yeah, in here in the office, the parts cavern, bathroom, break room, uh, microwave storage unit. So, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully you guys are having a good day. Uh, it's your Saturday. Uh, hopefully you're making it a good one. Getting some stuff done, working on your rigs, getting some uh, tasks taken care of, doing some shit. Don't just lay around. Don't just watch sports and fuck off all day. Like, go out and work on your rig. Even if it's uh, uncovering it from under the tarp and making a checklist of what you want to do. Biggest to smallest, uh, most expensive, least expensive, whichever. Um, don't let them sit. Don't let them languish in the, uh, in the side yard. You know, get out there and do something with it. And if you're not going to do something with it, <laughs> then sell it. Because uh, somebody out there will do something with it. So, anyway... Uh, thank you guys for making me part of your Saturday. Um, my voice might sound a little bit different. I had a hell of a night. Um, uh, went to the Dale Watson, uh, Wayne Hancock, Ameripolitan show. Uh, that's what you call their music. Uh, they don't go by country anymore. Sometimes they call themselves Western Swing, uh, but Ameripolitan is what they fall under now. And uh, it's very good music. If you're not familiar, uh, give old Dale Watson or Wayne Hancock a listen. Uh, but yeah, so I am, I am saying out. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys. Uh, upcoming events. I don't have much um, in the way of trips planned. Um, just the birthday cruise, March 16th through the 19th, um, 2019. Route 66. Bakersfield to wherever, um, no schedule, no plans, no, no real itinerary, uh, other than just having fun. Uh, I've got some guys that are on the hook that want to, uh, join in with their international rigs. So, um, you're welcome as well, as long as it is an international vehicle. Uh, and I don't mean power stroke powered Ford pickup. Uh, so, you know, Again, I picked up some more Patreon support. Thank you guys so much, so much for that. <clears throat> you know, these things don't, um, you know, they're not free. I got to pay a guy to produce these after I record them. So, you know, um, all of the donations and support uh, pledges, I guess they call them on Patreon, they really um, go towards helping, helping the greater good. And, uh, you know, every time you like it, every time you share it, uh, five star reviews helps keep us relevant at the tops of the of the ratings. Um, that one asshole with the one star review, I still can't believe that guy, but whatever. Um, it's just how people are. And this podcast is real. That's why all the ums are in it, all the snaps of my voice, all the shit that you hear, the cussing, whatever. This is this is the shop. This is me. This is how it is. So 
a lot of you guys that follow on Instagram and the social medias, you know, that you're familiar with me that, and you guys like me because this is me. You like the shop because I show you the behind the scenes stuff. It's not just polished pictures of completed rigs and fancy photography. It is the gritty, dirty shit that goes into making these rigs what they are. And I know you guys appreciate it. So, and in turn, I appreciate you guys following along. So, it's kind of a half-assed uh, segue into uh, what I want to talk about today. I'm not sure how long this thing's going to run for because it could go long or it could come up short. But uh, my topic for today is um, mentors, people that can teach you something um, along the way, uh, or people that have changed your life through instruction and, and fellowship. And in my life, I've had a few very um, impactful mentors. You know, I talked about Gary Hedin in one of the earlier podcasts, my science teacher. Uh, he's responsible for, for getting this, you know, the international bug that I have. Uh, and I talked about a neighbor, my dad's, that helped me work on my first truck that I had, old Chevy powered Ford. Uh, but I have had a few people over the years that kind of took me under their wing and showed me what's up. And um, this guy, my buddy Lucas, uh, he owned a shop in Newburgh called Granite Motorsports for a long time before he transitioned, transitioned into uh, art and um, outdoor living space design and whatnot. But uh, uh, Granite Motorsports was a was very eye-opening for me so i'll back up to the day that i met luke because i don't forget won't can't forget that day so me and a couple other guys had started a club in the valley oregon called the ihsto international harvester scouts and trucks of oregon and if you guys are old enough or were around then, uh, it became quite the club. It had a lot of members. We had massive monthly meetings. And this is all 2001, 2002. Uh, I think I left the club 2008, 9, I can't remember. But uh, the club was huge. It had grown to be huge. But anyways, when it first had started, uh, we were just meeting in a pizza parlor, and there was probably 20 of us would show up. Well, uh, John Donnelly, one of the members, one of the founding members, was me, John Donnelly, and Jack Campbell started that club. Uh, so uh, John at the time worked in Newburgh and had driven past a shop by the highway that had a bunch of scouts outside of it. And so he stopped one day and talked to the guys and said, hey, we have a club. Uh, you know, you guys should come check out, have come to the meeting, see what's up, drive your scouts, because we all would drive our internationals to the meetings. Well, these guys had some hardcore wheelers. And 2001, 2002, the, the hardcore uh, segment was just starting to explode. So... It was pretty wild. 
And I remember these guys, uh, <laughs> Lucas, a guy named Rick Shelberg, uh, Evan, I want to say it was Evan, I can't remember his last name, and uh, Dave Capel showed up to this meeting driving like it was rainy it was a it was a crappy day i remember and they're topless scouts full roll cages big bumpers you know 37 inch goodyear mtrs locked up rear end so every time they turned a corner you know that inside tire would just chirp everywhere they went uh you know just these scouts were hacked up beat up and i was just it just you know, my mind just uh, started spinning from there because I'd seen, you know, I, I was an avid reader of like Peterson's four-wheel and off-road and and a lot of the old uh, four-wheel drive magazines. I subscribed to three or four of them and, and really was getting heavy into the four-wheel drive segment, but I hadn't been exposed to anything of that level really, and especially not in an international. Uh, you know, everybody I saw was a Jeep or something else so so to see these rigs pull in and they're all you know beat to shit and fab works done and and they're just super capable trucks and they street drove them drove them all the way there just like made a huge impression on me and so uh, i immediately went out of my way to befriend them and they're a very tight-knit group uh, and they still are today and I, uh, I just remember trying to talk to him and, and Lucas, so I'll describe Lucas, um, <laughs> kind of like Yosemite Sam, uh, <laughs> the, the facial hair, uh, and whatnot, but no, he's, he's about five, eight, five, nine bald, uh, pretty broad shouldered, pretty muscular, crazy beard, uh, super friendly, like the nicest guy in the world, give you the shirt off his back, uh, kind of thing. Like just super, super nice guy, but he's not real talkative and it's hard to, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to read people when they don't talk. And so, you know, I try to talk to them and they're kind of short and they're in their own little world. And, um, I asked some questions and, you know, uh, Dave, Dave had kind of made fun of me for asking the question and it kind of threw me off a little bit because it was sort of an asshole move. And then as I got to know Dave later, I realized that he is just an asshole. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so no, so I met Luke, uh, looked at their rigs over and over, super impressed, uh, started trekking out to Newburgh just to go to their shop, just to look at what they were doing. Uh, and you know, now that I own a shop, I realized that I was the annoying stopping by customer that doesn't actually buy anything ever. Uh, I just show up to waste time. So I, you know, I still think about that and I apologize occasionally <laughs> when I think about it. Cause I know I wasted a bunch of time. Uh, yeah, but Seeing what Lucas was doing at that shop, the rigs he was building, the the type of fabrication that was getting done, uh, TIG welding, chromoly tube, uh, race car, desert racing fab, was was all new to me. And 
very inspirational. And I, when I saw what they were doing, uh, and then along with the the, the media type stuff, uh, Monster Garage was super big. Jesse James, uh, and I don't care what you say about him personally, the shit that they turn out of West Coast Choppers and, and this, even the stuff that they're doing today is still um, hands down some of the best in the world. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting these um, inspirations from, from all sorts of different avenues. And, uh, and so seeing what Luke was doing really lit a fire in me. And so I was cleaning my job at the time. I worked for a pressure washing company and uh, I wanted to start building my scout, but I didn't have the means, didn't have a shop, didn't have anywhere to do it really. So I'm, there was a guy in Newburgh named Terry Davidson, who was also a club member at the time. And he had a big shop and open space. And so he started letting me work out of his shop. Uh, and that's eventually where the first, my first attempt at business, the track tractor off-road, where it took place from. So uh, there was a time where Lucas and I hadn't talked for a while. They stopped coming to club meetings because his scout was so beat and broken that they just uh, stopped wheeling. And then life started happening. Guys were getting married, uh, you know, moving away. Careers were changing. So they um, weren't as active in the club anymore. So I hadn't seen Luke in a while. I ran into him at the Napa and I said, hey, I'm working out at Terry's shop at my spare time. You ought to come check it out. He came over, looked at what I was doing and was super encouraging, you know, telling me that I was doing good and my designs were nice and my welding was getting better and um, encouraged me to get a job in a fab shop. So that's when I transitioned out of doing the pressure washing to uh, working at a company called Action Equipment. And build, they were building heavy equipment, uh, vibrating conveyors for rock quarries and stuff. And I had no fab experience whatsoever. So I started out there sweeping the floor, pushing a broom, drilling holes, learning how to read a square. And, uh, and so while I was doing that, uh, I was building my fabrication skills. And, and I was hanging out with Luke still because I was now I was living in Newburgh working in Newburgh, uh, you know, stopping by Granite's shop all the time. And, and uh, yeah, just really learning, learning a lot uh, about it. And Luke was always, you know, super encouraging, giving me lots of pointers. And he was sending work my way, even uh, jobs that he just didn't have time to do or want to do, uh, was sending over, sending over to me. And I was extremely grateful for that. Uh, and and anytime I needed help with something, you know, if I was stuck on something, he'd come and help uh, give me a direction or or source help me source the parts. Uh, he also had a large parts selection of fabrication parts, uh, rod ends and tabs and brackets and and things like that. So I was buying from him, and uh, you know, and then. My skills had grown to the point where he started asking me to come work in his shop on big projects that had tight deadlines and where he needed extra hands. So I was over there 
um, you know, working on hundred thousand dollar pre runners and big, big jobs. Um, and, and, and so working alongside him and the guys in his shop, Rick was still welding at the time and some other guys there, his Andrew, his brother started coming in to help at a certain point, but working alongside Luke, um, again, taught me, taught me a lot because there's a difference between heavy fab in the industrial setting and four wheel drive fab. I mean, it's almost four wheel drive fab is almost like artwork where you, you design it. And back then we weren't doing a lot of, uh, computer aided stuff. It was all in our head and cardboard and making templates. And so, so Lucas was teaching me things there. Uh, that was my first taste of TIG welding. Uh, and that I got the bug for that. Um, and, and then, you know, teaching me uh, fabrication tricks and tips. But the whole time being a good friend to, you know, I mean, it was, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like he was above me uh, or anybody else for that matter. He was always super humble. Um, so it wasn't like it was some, you know, I'm an employee or whatever. Yeah, he was paying me, but you know, I worked, I don't know how many times I worked 24 hours straight alongside of him. You know, his whole crew would go home and go to bed and Luke and I would stay there and work and, and continue to work. And then the crew would come back in the morning, uh, just because the deadline was so tight. Uh, and, and so to have that kind of work ethic and he instilled a lot of that in me, uh, as far as the don't give up, uh, don't, don't ever say die kind of attitude about getting jobs done. And I know some of you business guys are rolling your eyes, like, you know, it's, it doesn't make any sense to kill yourself for a customer, but you know, there's something about hitting deadlines, which if anybody knows me now, uh, I don't do. I can't hit a deadline to save my life. Um, we're so behind on everything and it, it's just, yeah, me and deadlines don't get along anymore, which it, it does hurt my, uh, my feelings knowing that I can't hit some of these, these numbers, but doesn't mean I don't work my ass off to try and get them done and to try to get the work out the door. So, um, anyway, but working with Luke, you know, showed me the importance of, of doing your best and giving it your all and, and, and being creative and sourcing, you know, solutions out of thin air sometimes. So <clears throat> that was something I very, I've, I really learned a lot of, you know, but just the way he treated people and the way that he ran his business, uh, was, was good. And then his backstory was just, you know, being a kid and modifying, uh, bicycles, you know, BMX bikes and shit in his dad's barn and kind of growing from there really, it struck a chord with me too, because that's the same thing I did. Um, you know, I didn't modify bicycles, but you know, I was working out of a barn. My dad's at the farm initially when I first got my first scout, um, I had just hand tools and a square of concrete or is outside in the pit run driveway using a tractor to pull a motor. But, you know, I still, I related to Lucas on that, um, on that front as well. So there's just a lot of things that I learned from him and experienced from him, uh, that I, I think about often and I'm forever grateful 
for him giving me that opportunity because you know like I said when I first met him I was just that annoying kid that stopped by and wouldn't uh <laughs> you know um uh, didn't catch the drift you know uh that they were working and and I needed to leave him alone so I did eventually start buying stuff they built a couple of roll cages for me in various scouts uh and some bumpers and things so you know I did pay <laughs> I did pay him eventually uh and I bought a lot of stuff from him over the years too a lot of parts a lot of pieces um you know they just I did what I could to support him at the time but and he supported me like I said by sending work my way so you know those things just really really resonated with me and uh you know we built some we built some crazy projects and uh had some fun times he took me uh Lucas is part of a um he's part of the pit crew for a very successful trophy truck team and there were a couple different races where they needed an extra hand and he called and you know asked me if I wanted to go and they kind of uh you know I'm not as experienced on the pit crew stuff as a lot of those guys so so it was nice to get that opportunity and I learned a lot there and and spending time with those big teams and whatnot is it's very eye-opening so again you know just more more great stuff from him and so I encourage you guys out there that you know if you are uh, skilled in your trade and you got somebody that's kind of asking you a lot or poking around wanting to know more about it you know give them a chance you know take them under your wing they might be the annoying kid neighbor kid right now but someday they might be you know working right alongside you uh, at your you know pipe fitters union or whatever you're doing like just give kids opportunity and i know if you guys followed my instagram there for a while i had a, a young kid here that was tara's son uh he was interested in building the 60 uh 66 that i had and so we started on that project and but when you know tara and i fell apart well i didn't see him anymore so um but i was willing to take him under my wing and i taught him a few things and and uh it was a fun experience for him so I think about my experience with Lucas, even though he's not, Lucas isn't that much older than me. He's only like three or four years older than me. But the way he um, treated me, you know, it was, it was very, um, it was just very human. So I think about that now, you know, when I get, I apply that thought more to young people. Uh, but, you know, when he, uh, when when I meet young people that are interested, I do my best to try and and help them how I can just because of what I received from Gary Hedin and Terry Davidson and Lucas and, and those guys. So, um, you know, and if you young guys want to get into the industry or you want to do something, you know, find that shop, find, find a mentor, you know, start sweeping the floor, start, start doing stuff. You know, I offered Lucas to, I offered to work for, at his shop for free. Because I was working nights, the the pressure washing job was a night job, so I had my days were wide open because I was only sleeping about four hours a day, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, I so I offered Luke. I said I will work at your shop for free, so that I can get experience in this. And he said no, um, just because I think he felt bad uh, having somebody work for free or. I was the annoying kid he didn't want around. I, I'm not sure which one it was, but 
um, you know, I got my experience still. I just, I had to go about it a different way, but that's what I'm telling you young guys, find a fab shop. If you want to do this, find a, um, a mechanic shop that still specializes in old rigs, uh, and, and see if you can't just start pushing a broom for minimum wage or a couple hours after school or the weekends or whenever. And, and try and find somebody that will help you the way that Lucas helped me. Um, because it's, it's life changing. It really is. And so you older guys that have those young guys under you, keep that in mind. You know, you're, you're changing their lives, uh, by the friendship and the instruction that you're giving them and not just instruction, but life advice, life lessons. I learned a lot from watching Luke just from a distance about how to be a, a responsible adult. So, um, and, and if anybody knows Luke now, you'll know that he's not, <laughs> I mean, back then he was not, there was some, some drunken debauchery more than one time. Now, now he's got a family and he's a ultra responsible dude. But, um, back in those, back in the early days, I remember, I remember some wheeling trips, Brown's camp and stuff that were, um, pretty crazy. So you know, I, it was just a good time all around, but I learned a lot from him and I, I hope this doesn't come across as like a terrible man crush um, because it's not. It's more of just a appreciation for him being uh, a great person and 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 affording me the opportunities um, to learn and the encouragement to grow because there was several times where I just wanted to give the hell up and he was like, don't. You know, you got a lot of potential, you got a lot of opportunity and, and just go, just do it, just put in the work and you'll do it. And that's, uh, that's what I've been doing ever since. So, you know, that's why I said, I encourage you guys, if you got somebody, you know, give them a chance, help them out. If you're a young guy wanting to learn, find that shop, find that person, see what you can do. Um, don't take it for granted. If the person's going to take the time to, to put you under their wing, show up. Show up sober. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a dick. Work your ass off and you'll get somewhere. So, you know, this wasn't especially international centric today, um, but it can be. For me, it was. Uh, so for a lot of you guys, you know, it can, it can be whatever you're into. So I uh, appreciate you uh, listening. Thank you so much for all the support again. Uh, I love you guys a lot. If you do have a mentor, thank them. And, um, you know, we'll uh, see you next time. <laughs>